Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Hello. So, the name of this book is Secret. Chapter 7. Okay, for a second and a half, Cass stood frozen. Then she ran. When she reached the bathroom, the door was opening with, and a, a scratchy old cat darted out. It was the cat. Cass realized with relief who was the source of that scream. Second scream. Max Ernest was standing by the toilet panting and pointing next to him. The wall had opened. The wall had opened. The wall had opened, relieving relieving a large hidden room. Revealing a large hidden room. It just happened when I flushed, he said. There was some kind of hidden door. Um. <laughs> hey, hold on. I'm gonna. Can I start it so I can know what happened? Yeah. Okay. Because I missed it. You ready? No, you didn't. Yes, I did. For a, for about a second and a half, Cass stood in front. Stood frozen. Then she ran. When she when she reached the bathroom, the door was open, and a scrawny old cat darted out. It was the cat, Cass realized with relief, who was the source of that second scream. Max Ernest was standing by the toilet, panting and pointing. Next to him, the wall had opened up, revealing a large hidden room. It just happened when I flushed, he said. There was some kind of hidden door. Determined not to let herself be scared by it. Uh, Scared by another cat or any other pet, Cass boldly stepped into the opening. Max Ernest followed cautiously. Oh, I'm sure the dog's with her. The hidden room was dominated by a big wooden desk and was crammed to the top with the magician's things. Can you hear Oreo snoring? You guys, we have an English bulldog and she is snoring right next to us. His workroom, said Cass, who was instantly reminded of her grandfather's antique store and therefore felt comfortable. I guess Gloria doesn't know about that, about this, and that's why there's so much stuff in here. There's got to be something in here for us. Max Ernest, who was still not recovered from the shock, pointed to the empty bowl of cat food and the not-so-empty litter box. You think that cat's been in here since a magician died? Aww. 
What? Why would the bee, why would the... No, the bowl was not full, but the litter box was. Yeah. Cass nodded. Okay, you start at one end and I'll start at the other. So then you have to admit I was right then. There was a secret room. How about that? Cass didn't answer. She just started combing through the boxes. It stinks, Max, grumble, Max Ernest grumbled, but he started looking around all the same. They were half amazed, half disappointed at what they found. They were, there were none of the other objects that you usually see in a magician's workroom. No images, no mag I mean, no magic wands, no boxes for sawing women in half. I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, I'll pause. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Okay. All right. Back on track. We took a little sneaky break. All right. Ready? Okay. Um, so now I have to figure out where we were. Okay. It stinks. Max Ernest grumbled, but then he started looking around all the same. They were half amazed and half disappointed with what they found. There were none of the objects that you usually see in a magician's workroom. No magic wands, no box of sawing women, for sawing women in half, no top hats for hiding rabbits, no bits of trickery or fakery of any kind. Instead, there were all kinds of sea that you see more often in a study of a mad professor. There was a broken brass scale and an enormous magnifying glass covered with dust. There was a microscope holding an empty slide, a telescope pointed to the spot to a spot in the ceiling, and even a stethoscope draped over the desk chair. There was a taxidermy ferret, a collection of rocks and crystals, all of which had some kind of iridescent, luminescent, or opalescent quality, and hundreds of butterflies pinned to cardboard with their wings frozen in the last attempt of flight. And there were books and papers everywhere, but there was nothing magical or sulfurous or in any way lethal. Sebastian, meanwhile, was sniffing around underneath a ma the magician's desk. Following his lead, Cass opened the drawer and pulled out a large leather-bound notebook. What's that? asked Mer Max Ernest. Cass put her fingers to her lips. Sebastian had moved away from the desk and towards the wall and was twitching nervously, a sure sign of danger. The sound of the elevator moving echoed through the house. Max Ernest opened his mouth without saying something, but Cass immediately clamped her hands over his mouth and held it tight. He looked furious, but he couldn't remove the hand no matter how hard he tried. She was too strong. Then they heard the elevator door open and a voice unmistakably Gloria's, ring out from it. She was so loud and shrill that they could hear every words, or every word. Newlyweds, you say? How wonderful. You make such a striking couple. You know, I do have some above-ground homes to show you that might be more your taste. Or you've always wanted an underground house. Marvelous. Cass pointed with her free hand, to a small um, to a small grate that looked out into the corner of the library where Sebastian had been growl, growl, growling earlier. It must have been the cat that made him growl. 
She and Max Ernest watched through the grate as Gloria stepped out of the elevator and walked back towards them. Thankfully, Sebastian remained quiet. It was tough he knew that they didn't because they didn't want to be found. You know, I had a feeling about this house, Gloria continued. That right couple would just fall in love with it. So romantic, isn't it, Dr. Dr. L, said a deep voice with one of those elusive accents that you can't quite identify no matter how hard you try. Oh, L what? asked Gloria. Just L, he responded in a smug kind of tone of someone who just doesn't want, just want an argument. I see, said Gloria, who clearly did not see it all. And that makes you miss, Miss Mobius, answered the woman, Evidently, Miss Mavius, her voice tingling in a way that she should have sounded like a light and musical, but instead sounded icy and unpleasant. Oh, so then you don't take your husband's name, or rather, I mean his initial? Apparently not, said Miss Mavius. And she and Dr. L finally came into the view, towering above the short, short real estate agent. Cass pressed her face against the grate to get a better look at the newlywed house hunters. Gloria was not exaggerated when she said that they made a striking couple. Dr. L was tall and tan and had the whitest teeth calf had ever seen. He wore a gray suit with a silver tie, and he had silver hair that looked like it had been blown in the wind, yet his hair never moved. Despite the color... You know what? Hold on, you guys. Okay, sorry, guys. Dr. L was tall and tan and had the whitest teeth Cass had ever seen. He wore a gray suit with a silver tie, and he had a sil had silver hair that looked like it had been blown by the wind, yet his hair never moved. Despite the color of his hair, he didn't have any wrinkles on his face. He was so handsome that he seemed far away even when he was close. If anything, Miss Mavius was more dazzling, was even more dazzling, and not just because she was dripping with gold jewelry. She was almost as tall as Dr. L., and she had the tiniest, teeniest waist, like a Barbie doll brought to life. She had blonde Barbie hair that swooped up from her forehead and forming a perfect golden helmet, not a strand out of place. She had big blue Barbie eyes that were big and round and sparkling and never seemed to blink. Her skin, too, was smooth and flawless, like a doll. Part of her face never moved, even when she spoke. It was as if she and Dr. L had taken photographs of themselves at just the perfect moment when they looked their absolute best. And then they had, a cast, they had cast a spell so that they would look like their photographs forever. One thing was so strange about them. They both wore gloves on their hands, even in the warm day. They were terrifying, at least to Cass. Max Ernest, on the other hand, was trans fixed. That's the prettiest woman I've ever seen, he whispered when Cass finally released his, her hand. Are you crazy, Cass whispered. She looks like a zombie. They both do. Miss Mavius was looking towards them. Something like a quizzical expression on her face for a second. Though they had heard them, but her perhaps this was how she always looked. Then she turned back towards Gloria I see you've cleared out all of the previous occupants' belongings, said Miss Mavius. A magician, did you say he was? Yes, well, no, I don't think I mentioned it, or rather I must have. Gloria laughed. How else would I know? 
How else indeed? Miss Mavius, while serotypically, oh my God, I am not a, I, I'm not a real grown up. I'm Dr. L. He must have had a real, inter- really interesting things. Could you tell us more about the magician from his belongings? Oh, no, said Gloria. It was just a lot of junk. Wouldn't you like to see the other rooms? So where's his junk now, said Miss Mavius. And persisted, ign- Miss Mavius persisted, ignoring Gloria's suggestion. Oh, I gave it all away. I see. And whom did you give it to? continued Miss Mavius, as casually as if she were talking about the weather. When she heard this last question, Cass found herself shaking her head no, silently, Gloria, willing Gloria not to answer. For some reason, maybe it was just the way Sebastian was reaching towards them, or was it just the sound of their voices? She didn't think Dr. L and Miss Mavius were really house hunting. She wasn't even sure they were newlyweds at all. What she was sure of that she, was she didn't want them ever going anywhere near her grandfather's antique store. Oh, I can't remember. I think I threw it away, said Gloria, perhaps thinking the same thing. Cass breathed a sigh of relief. Dr. L took a step toward Gloria. So this magician of yours, he didn't leave any papers or flies or that would tell you anything, files that would tell you anything about him? Gloria shook her head nervously and took a step backwards. No, nothing like that. Dr. L looked piercingly at her, like a prosecutor interrogating a witness. A leather notebook, perhaps? Think hard. When Max Ernest heard heard this, he coughed and flung his head back, knocking a pile of boxes over. This kid, of course the ding-dong. It's hard to say what happened in the commotion that followed. This much, Cass would remember later. When Max Ernest and Sebastian excited the bathroom... Exited the bathroom, she looked directly at Dr. L and Miss Mavius, and she said, I think the notebook you're looking for is in there. As the two of them, as the two stunned grown-ups scrambled into the bathroom, Cass shut the door behind them and headed towards the elevator. Gloria stared at them in, stared at them in surprise. What are you kids doing here, she asked. You're trespassing. This is private property. Hey, I know you, she added, looking at Cast. You're that pesky little girl from Larry and Wayne's. Run, shouted Cass as she pushed the el- Sebastian towards the open elevator. Come back here right now, shouted Gloria. And what's in your hand? Um, up, elevator, Cass said as soon as they were inside, but nothing happened. I mean, please, the elevator started to move. Stop, thief, shouted Gloria waddling up to the elevator but it was too late and as for dr l and miss mobius they managed to get out of the magician study just in time to see the elevator closing on cass and max Ernest, and to see cass clutching the magician's notebook tight in her hand Ooh, why do you think they want it so bad what the notebook the magician's notebook spooky i guess we're just gonna have to find out huh